Welcome to the Punchline Podcast, a show about misguided entrepreneurship, where I'll share stories about the perils and pitfalls of starting a business. I discuss the not-so-pretty stories that no one tells you about when they start a business. I'm your host, Panchetta Sasha Wu, serial entrepreneur, mother to Priya and Peyton, goofy Gemini, bookworm, and super Dallas cowgirl. On this podcast, you'll learn how I started a business, fell down seven times, and got up eight. Now I'm back and stronger than ever. And I'm going to tell you how you can prevent some of the mistakes that I made in business. So if you're sitting, grab yourself some wine or beer and get ready to listen to The Punchline. Welcome back to the Punchline Podcast, a show about misguided entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Punchetta Sasha Wu, founder of Punch Cosmetics and Punch for Men. And today I'm going to be talking about something really basic, but sometimes people miss it because they tend to overthink it. So I'm going to help you out with this. I'm going to be telling you the five things you need. It's five things that you need to create a highly successful startup. It's probably not even what you think. I'm going to break this down for you so that you have the basic ingredients that you need that will help you to build a successful business from scratch. And it's not what you think, but let's get into it. So the first thing you need to build a successful business is vision. Yep. I said it. You got to start with a vision. You have to be able to see the finish line, even if you never even expect to get to it. Think about the ideal business that you want to own. Look around at your current situation and think about what you want to change and where you want to be. Then try to create a vision so big that you're able to satisfy everything that you need to make your wildest dreams come true. Use your imagination. Think about something really big or as big as you expect your business to be. If you want to build a million-dollar company, then you need to envision what that company should look like, what it should feel like, what where it should be located. Think about where you want to be. Envision it and then get really vivid with those imaginations and dream the business of your wildest dreams. And once you have an immaculate vision, write it down. Write the vision and make it plain. You know how it goes. I'll never forget when I started Punch Cosmetics, I was encouraged to sell Mary Kay initially. I tried it briefly. But what I realized was that if I can sell Mary Kay, then I can sell Punch Cosmetics without giving Mary Kay half of my profits. So I stopped selling Mary Kay. When my director asked me, why didn't I want to sell Mary Kay anymore? I just told her plain and simple. I don't want to sell Mary Kay because I want to be Mary Kay. I envisioned my name as the brand on the product. And that's how I envisioned myself as the owner and founder of the company and not a distributor or a contractor working for somebody else or a marketer for someone else's brand, building them up. So 
when you start to envision yourself as the boss and not just as a worker or an employee or a director of this for them, then your expectations and your outlook will change. You can broaden your horizons by envisioning yourself in better surroundings. If you want a bigger office, a company car, or 100 employees someday, then create the vision for those things. If you want your startup to be successful, you got to really be thinking about what all it must take to create that vision. Assuming that it's big. So you need to really have a great vision, a big vision, if you want to create a successful startup. Now, once you have the vision, then you need focus. Starting a business is hard, y'all. So it's going to take mad focus to build and grow. It's going to take even more focus to make it successful. This is going to mean sometimes working late and longer. It means that you'll also need to tell people that you can't go some places sometimes. It means that you got to say no to not spending sometimes. You can throw the whole nine to five idea out the door in the beginning while you're trying to create a successful startup. You'll likely be working all the time, especially while you're trying to build something great. Once you start to create some goals, then you got to focus on those goals to accomplish them because you'll be tested. Have y'all ever heard of SMART goals? S for um, specific, M for measurable, A for actionable or achievable, and R is for relevant or realistic, and time is for time activated. We're going to break that down. So let's say you're building a new house. First thing you'll need is a blueprint. The blueprint will describe the specs and design plan for the home. It'll break down every technical description and detail necessary to build that house. The same is true for your business. Once you create create your SMART goals, you got to get specific as possible with your details so that you can create some goals related to your blueprint. So if you sell diamonds, we're going to use diamonds this time, not cookies. (laughs) So pay attention. Then you want to be specific about how many diamonds you want to sell in the first place. And with those diamonds, you need to be thinking about who you want to sell the diamonds to, how you're going to sell the diamonds to them, where you're going to sell the diamonds, when you're going to sell the diamonds. Will you sell the diamonds to customers or businesses? And That's just a few of the little questions that you need to ask. There's so many more, but you get what I'm trying to explain to you. Then you need to measure those plans. So measurement is explained by progress. How effective are your plans in terms of achievement? Are you giving yourself enough time to accomplish them? This is where the key metrics comes. They come come into play here with your measurement. So you have to determine how you can analyze that progress for how many diamonds that you're selling. Are you keeping up with how many diamonds are you keeping that you have and that you, that you have in inventory and that how, uh, as far as how many you plan to sell, are you keeping up with the progress of the sales from month to month? These are measuring sticks that will give you the basics for which to improve from month to month. So with those measurements, you can determine how what you need to grow, to expand. If you're not making enough, if you're not um, spending enough, if you're not um, if you're not having enough in inventory, you'll be able to determine that by your measurements. 
So for instance, if you sell 20 diamonds in January, then you, you set a goal to sell 50 diamonds in February. Likewise, if you fail to sell the diamonds in March, then you can start to look at your data and ask yourself why. This is how you measure your goals. You can It's a measuring stick for where you are and where you're trying to be. Then you need to you need to create actionable steps to help you achieve it. You can lay out basically your blueprint for how you plan to sell your diamonds with your action steps. And this is critical to the success of your business. This is how you execute. This is at the the this is where you begin to execute your plan for how you're going to accomplish your goals. So when you're setting your goals, create the goal then you got to create another bullet point that explains how you'll accomplish the goals with your action steps. And then you need to determine what you need to do to sell your diamonds. Do you need to create a marketing plan? Do you need a broker to help? I don't know anything about diamonds, but if, you, if you're the expert, then you'll need to know what needs to happen next to get you to the point so where you can make your diamonds, the sale of your diamonds successful. Write your action steps down and then just execute. So then your goals need to be relevant and realistic. Don't make plans to have um, to the point to, to where you you don't even know. You just want to sell diamonds, but you have no idea how you're going to sell diamonds. I want some um, black diamonds and I'm just making this up. And what if black, di- if black diamonds are rare, which I suspect that they are, don't you think it's unrealistic to say you want to sell black diamonds and you have no idea? You haven't done any research to begin with, but let's say black diamonds come from Africa. You don't have any plans to, on how you're going to get to Africa, how you're going to import them from Af- um, Africa to America. I mean, all those things need to be written out in your plan. So when you're talking about relevant and realistic goals, which are smart goals, make sure that it makes sense and it's relevant. All of your your details are relevant and realistic for what you're trying to do. Don't make plans that have nothing nothing to do with the selling of your merchandise or your product. Make sure that your goals are realistic and relevant to what you're planning to do with your product. So finally, your goals have to be time activated. Make sure that you put a timestamp on your goals. If you plan to sell 3,000 diamonds within six months or two years or whatever the case is, put a timeline on your goals and that will make it easier for you to measure it as well. It can help you to stay on task, stay on task and it'll help you stay focused. That's the most important thing. So now, you know, you can't be getting distracted because you're on a timetable and you don't have time to do anything that's going to distract you from your goals. And people are going to come out of nowhere trying to get you to do things that are connected to their personal agenda, but it doesn't help you accomplish your goals or your agenda. So remember that when people start asking you and inviting you to certain things, you should ask yourself every time, how does this thing that you're being asked to do help you accomplish your goals? If it doesn't, then you got to say no sometimes. That's how you stay focused on what you have going on distractions will happen. So you have to be clear about what it is that you're trying to do so that you know whether or not it makes sense for you to do it. And if it's not related to your goals or your agenda, then you need to say no. And that's going to take um, focus, extreme focus and commitment on your part to make sure that you don't get distracted. You have to have tunnel vision when you're trying to build a successful business. 
you need to be able to zero in on your destination and where you're going. You can't let anything come in between you and what you're what you're trying to do. And that's how you'll be highly successful. In the beginning, I did a lot of things that I should not have done trying to stay focused. Or I really tried to stay connected to the wrong things and I lost focus sometimes. I didn't realize that those things were just distractions trying to keep me from the mission. There are times when I had laser focus and then there were other times that I lost my focus and I was very, very distracted. So today I don't play. If I have plans, then I don't have time for anything that doesn't contribute to my overall goals. I'm trying to build a million dollar company and that has never been done before in my family or in my in uh, with it with I would say my close close relatives I have successful people in my circle and my family but I don't have any millionaires they're not that I know of so therefore I need to focus and I need to be on on brand at all times to accomplish this very daunting feat and I don't have time for anything that doesn't help to advance what I'm trying to do so I'm not telling you that you you shouldn't be hanging with your family and your friends, but make sure that you plan those things so that you're not making random and arbitrary events or a regular occurrence because that can distract you and it can lead to you getting away from your goals. So be strategic about networking events and things that don't align with what you're trying to accomplish. I'm telling you, you'll thank me later. Hey, y'all. Hey, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I have enjoyed creating it. To show my appreciation, I have a little gift for you, but you got to go over to my website to get it. But not yet. After the show, listen to the rest of this episode. Then afterwards, head over to www.thepunchline.com and that's www.the p-o-n-c-h-l-i-n-e.com and get your free gift just for listening today thanks for tuning in i appreciate you more than you know and i have so much more in store for my listeners so keep listening and enjoy the rest of the show so now that you have the vision the focus and you've um, worked on those SMART goals, you need a plan. And if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. If your vision is to have a million-dollar company, then you need to sit down and plan how you're going to create this million-dollar company. You need to be very specific. And I spoke about a blueprint earlier when I was talking about focus. Now we're going to go into that just a little bit. Now, there's a reason that you need a business plan, because when things start going awry, then you need to be able to look at your plan to see where you went wrong. Not to mention, if you're going to try to get funding for your business, most um, investors or banks will require you to have a business plan and they'll be asking you for a business plan as well. So this is why you need to get started on your business plan now. And your plan is your blueprint. Think about the Empire State Building for a minute. Many of us have heard it or seen it before, right? I've actually seen it many times on my trips to New York. It is so beautiful and massive. I can only imagine what the blueprints look like to build that national treasure. When I tell you it is something to see, oh my God, it really is. They don't just wake up. No one just wakes up really and says, I'm going to build the Empire State Building. 
with no specs and no blueprint. That is would just be a disaster waiting to happen. You have to have a plan to build something and an intricate plan to that to make something that big and that massive successful. And the same, and likewise, you need one too for your business, especially a million dollar business. You need a product plan, a plan on how you're going to get your product to market. You need a sales plan. How are you going to sell your product? How are you going to find your customers? You need a marketing plan and you need a lead generation plan and you need a social media and promotional plan. You need a plan for the team. Who does what, when, where, and how? Now, all of this should be included in your business plan, but these are proponents that you should take your time to break down. And I'm going to do another episode that breaks down each of these, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But the main thing to know for now is that you definitely need a plan that breaks down all of these parts of the business. Having a plan on how you plan to successfully navigate sales, marketing, and lead generation is definitely going to help you build a successful business. And knowing who is who is responsible for what, when, and what roles or whatever, that needs to be properly laid out in the plan. And then you're going to need a team. There are a lot of solopreneurs doing it all by themselves right now. And I'm raising my hand right now because I am, I am, a solopreneur as well. Um, sorry about that. Uh, I got distracted just that quick. <laughs> but anyway, and some people are doing a really great job as a solopreneur, but the most successful businesses have partners and teams. And just FYI, this is a sidebar. Some investors will not invest in solopreneurs. I'm not saying that um, you can't get invest. Um, you can't get an investor if you're by yourself, but they will encourage you to get a partner because most successful businesses um, have um, partners, um, and the your, the odds of your business failing decrease with a partner because one person can't do it all. People have done it, but it's not likely. You need a team. So I, I just had to tell you that because if you're looking for best investors in the long in the long run, run, one of their number one questions is going to be, who's your team? And that's because they want to see that you have somebody that's going to help you to execute, execute successfully with this plan. And that's going to require a team. And I'm just letting you know, giving you a heads up. And... You need to be very selective about the people that you bring on your team because it can mean success or failure. So that's just as important, being able to identify if people are good for you or a good match. Teamwork makes the dream work. Everybody knows that. But that means finding capable people who are passionate about your dream, just like you, or just as passionate about their skills that they bring to the table to help the dream. That's important, too. So in the end, create a team to help you build. The better and more capable your team is, the more likely your business will be a success. And that's facts. And finally, 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 guys, you're going to need courage. Entrepreneurship is not for the faint at heart. And I tell people this all the time. You're going to have highs. You're going to have lows. You're going to... um 
be up sometimes. You're going to be down sometimes. I remember listening to Nipsey Hussle in an interview when he said he has felt every emotion there is when it came to pushing his business, to pushing his label and trying to push his career forward. Forward. That means even Nipsey Hussle, who became um, successful post-death, posthumously, he still went through everything trying to build all the success that he had. And we all know if he was still alive, he would have massive success, even more success by now. However, he even said that he had moments where he felt like giving up and walking away, but it takes courage to keep going. Even when you know that you're you're not moving, the needle isn't moving as fast as you would like, or maybe even not moving at all. And it usually takes a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and tenacity to make it work. If you don't have the grit of the grind to go for it, then you probably won't make it. Many people give up because over 50% of businesses fail within the first three years. You're trying to build a successful business from scratch. So your eyes are only odds are only going to decrease because you're going you're doing the things that I mentioned in this episode. There's no perfect formula to success, guys. However, there are a few things that you can do to help you on your journey. And I hope this helps you. So here's the punchline. There aren't any magic tricks to building a business. Period. You just got to create your plan and be committed to do the work. Then let your magic do the best, do the rest. So that's all I have for you guys. I hope you enjoyed it and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Punchline Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, then rate and review me on Apple Podcast. If you'd like to connect with me, then DM me on Instagram at PLPod. That's P as in Peter, L as in Larry, P-O-D. I would love to hear from you. So to listen to more of the podcast, tune in every Monday, a little bit late today, but it's okay, as we talk about business and entrepreneurship. Follow on social media at PLPod on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And until next week, go build something great, guys. The world is waiting for your gifts or your big bright idea. Until we meet and chat again, have a good one. Talk to you soon.